So today's been an interesting day. Why is that? Um, <clears throat> I woke up just trying to have a normal day and found out that my truck um, has most likely a um, blown engine block, a crack in it. So you're saying there's no chance. Correct. <laughs> most likely getting a second opinion, but it's just like going to a doctor where it, it doesn't cost to get referred. It's, or it's not free to get referred. It's just like, well, we'll look at it for a hundred dollars and tell you what we think it might be. And that's yeah. not even solving the issue. It's just letting oh. you know. So I still have like several thousand dollars left on my car loan. How does that, ha- how did they say how that could have happened? It's 13 years old. And it has over 150,000 miles. Outside of that, I don't know. I get my oil changed when I'm supposed to. So I don't know, but it really freaking sucks (laughs) because I was hoping to. Yeah, I would have cried all day if I were you. Well, I was hoping to like, at least when I did sell it, at least you know, have enough to pay the loan off. And then even if I'm starting back at zero, not even making a profit, but just getting back to zero, then that would have been okay. But now it's like no car. Plus I have this. You still have to pay on it. Plus nothing to show for having that car. So it's like a triple whammy. So yeah, it's been interesting, (sighs) but you know, it's as um, crappy as that is. I've, I've been really proud of myself today with how I've kind of processed it because, and I don't know exactly what's led to kind of my handling of it. Denial? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's denial. Maybe I'll wake up in a cold sweat tonight. <laughs> That's a good point. Just like a panic attack in bed. Yeah. I love those. Those are my favorite panic attacks. That's a good, that's a good flavor of panic attack. <laughs> I, I, I know the like 98% of it is having Holly and that just kind of like prioritizes everything. And I realized like it's a big deal. I think in addition to that, one of the things I've been doing this year is meditating more and kind of sitting in silence and processing and taking um, control of my breathing and stuff like that. And as you know, hooey hooey as this sounds and like oh yeah whatever it really really has made a huge difference so um let that be a little advertisement for meditation and the the benefits that it can have because i don't know i think mindfulness yeah it's balanced my my life out a lot and something i've been telling myself today is a year from now will i be as upset as i am in this current moment and I'll probably, yeah, over, yeah I'll, it'll be whatever at that point. So, and I'm grateful that I have people to support me. Like emotionally, I have been saving money for rainy days and, and it's precipitating right now. So <laughs> here we go. I'm going to take a little pause because my washing machine is literally screaming. Okay. That sounds fun. Um, the other thing I had to say too, so apparently this podcast is becoming a recommendation for Netflix shows because a lot of people watch Netflix constantly. And I feel like Holly and I really don't watch it a ton, 
for other people that will scroll through, get overwhelmed with the amount of options and then watch what we know. Right, right. But the last two weeks, we've been just flying through new seasons. Last week, we referenced um, watching The Circle, which Mm -hmm. you and I Mm -hmm. have not talked about this, but really good show. This week is Ozark. And okay, yeah, we've gotten through an entire season in like three days. Have you watched it? No, it's funny though. It's uh, you know how my dad is with uh, like sh- like series. He just mm-hmm. doesn't really like to watch series because I think I think it's like an, an attention span thing. You know, yeah. you want like a movie with all of the storyline wrapped up in one go. Um, but this is the only show that him and my mom. Well, there's one other, but that they've actually watched all the way through. And he seems to be like super, super into it. They were telling me how the new season came out. Um, so, yeah. So, it, I mean, I know it's got to be good. I just haven't sat down and made my way through it yet. I say if you are, if you've been hearing about it and you're like, I don't know. So there's four seasons, season four, they're doing it in two parts. So it's like five episodes unloaded and then they're going to release the last five at some point soon each episode's about an hour ish i'd say give it like two episodes and then by that point you are going to know if you want to get into this or if you don't want to and like the easiest way to describe it is a family of four husband and wife marriages on the rocks at best Um, they kind of each have their own interests he was a financial advisor and um, through his work, got connected with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped up in the Mexican cartel and he's Shit. money laundering and a season. And I still don't understand exactly how money laundering works. He was trying to explain <laughs> it. I, it's such a complex thing that, and I don't even want to know because it's just like, it's just so scary how he's constantly in life and death situations, but oh, it's God. a lot of character development, a lot of good um auxiliary storylines happening at the same time and just crazy amount of action each episode le- leaves off of like a cliffhanger and stuff it's really freaking good really freaking good nice nice yeah speaking of comfort uh i am re-watching it's not even comfort it's just like re-traumatizing myself i'm re-watching the walking dead with my sister well she's never watched it but i have uh up until season like i want to say nine and then I gave up, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice knowing what's going to happen and being able to prepare for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a show <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to try Ozark. I really need, I've, I've always wanted to, and I need to just, I need to just make it happen. I know I'd like it. It's good. It's phenomenal. And it's funny because like I was saying, we normally are watching stuff that we know which is like bluey i was gonna say you didn't cancel disney plus because i watched Encanto again today <laughs> <laughs> you're just like waiting every day well, you're just like, looking yeah. at <laughs> i was like i'm gonna check i'm gonna see maybe you didn't cancel it i borrowed i literally borrowed josh's disney plus sign in so that i could watch Encanto because i don't have disney plus anymore and That's um amazing. yeah and bluey as well Bluey's great phenomenal but yeah, normally we stick to stuff we know, or we just end up on YouTube. And yeah, same. One, and with YouTube, you know, you fall down rabbit holes and things like that. And one of the rabbit holes that I fell down probably like a year ago, and then it popped up again recently, and it kind of like re-engaged my interest in it, is this 
crazy place out in California. And when I say crazy, I mean unprecedented in the sense of like how it works as an operation. And it's called Slap City. So have, you've never heard of this before, have you? No, um, I haven't. And the only way when you described it as a commune, I thought, is this going to be a cult thing? Mm. Um, I literally have never heard of it in my life. Oh, it makes me so excited. But first off, you have to let everyone know what your first association was when I said Slap City. Slab city, bitch, slab, slab city, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's all I've been thinking all day. <laughs> so oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Slab city. Um, I think it popped up originally for me either through good mythical morning or through yes theory. So again, recommendations, good mythical morning is one thing. Yes. Theory is kind of more up this alley. It's kind of like these 20 something year olds that their whole tagline is seek discomfort and do stuff that you've never done before, you never considered, you've never heard of, and kind of just embracing new cultures and activities and things like that. So they went to this town as well. It's out in the middle of nowhere, California. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sits on 640 acres. And I have no reference to know how large that is, but okay. It's, it's a lot of acres. Okay, like if, okay. if, your, if your house has like an acre, that's a pretty big deal. Okay. Usually houses are like a quarter acre, maybe a half. Um, and it's, it's about 50 miles north of the Mexican border. So um, very deserty, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I got to give you a little background on this place. So you kind of alluded to that it's a commune. That's what it is today, but its origins were actually with the U.S. government and the U.S. military. Okay. So we're going to rewind back to the 1950s. They had bases, of course, all over the place, I'm sure, for the Second World War. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a fort out here called Fort Dunlap, D-U-N-L-A-P. Mm -hmm. And it's near this really tiny town called Nyland, N-I-L-A-N-D. And in the 1950s, I'm assuming, you know, like post-war boom, um, there's that we kind of entered a, a, an era of um, peace to a degree. Um, and so I'm sure a lot of things kind of consolidated and for whatever reason, they didn't have much need for this fort anymore. So mm -hmm. in 1956, they said, you know what? Okay, we're done here. We're just going to kind of uh, get rid of this stuff. So they dismantled the buildings, but they left the concrete slabs. Okay. Got it. Slab city, slab city. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so they left the concrete kind of foundations for the buildings. Fast forward now several years or even a decade or so. And um, in the meantime, the state of California got control of this land, but it's out in BFE. So they're like, we don't really have any use for this. So we're just kind of claiming it, but it's just kind of hanging out. So it just kind of right. sat empty for a while. Well, then there's a chemical company that was near the area and the workers were making these huge commutes back and forth to the factory. And 
they were thinking, you know, this is kind of ridiculous, even though there's really not much in between. Um, we're kind of wasting our lives away in the car going to and from. And so they were just looking for any kind of solution. And hey, there are these slabs out here. So what they did is they pulled up their trailers, whatever kind of makeshift buildings, um, and they kind of created a settlement of sorts. And that was kind of their home while working in the factory. So now, given all that stuff, fast forward to today, this place still exists, but now it's kind of like this come one, come all kind of community. Okay. What are your thoughts so far? Well, I'm just waiting for you to say, and then this charismatic person rose up <laughs> and <laughs> promised these people <laughs> this amazing life if they just, I don't know, cults. This, this is just where my head goes. When I think of like a self, I, I could also see like a self-sustainable community type of thing, maybe some like I don't know, some MacGyver type shit, like living off the land, solar panel, solar grid, you know, off the grid type of shit. But that's literally, I don't know. You tell me. It's so funny because I can tell you, like your response there just shows how many true crime podcasts you listen to. <laughs> no, how many cult documentaries I watch. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that. Yeah. But I have to tell you that it's more of the latter of what you said. It's okay. kind of a utopia of sorts, sans cult leader. Okay. So this can appeal so to a lot of people. What did you say? <laughs> I said so far. <laughs> so far. Exactly. So far. So a lot of people now kind of flock to this area. There are permanent residents I'm sure uh, quite a few visitors who just kind of want to see this for themselves because mm -hmm. of internet now and people kind of going in and doing a vlog of, I lived one night in Slab City. This is what happened. You know, this kind of clickbaity kind of stuff. I can't but I've never heard of this. You have to look it up. So um, it attracts a, a wide clientele. Uh, snowbirds who are okay. looking to kind of have those warmer winters um, off the grid people. So, you know, I'm tired of working for the man. I think your dad would actually like slap city. Probably would, you know, but he uh, would I, need woods. He would need woods on all sides. That's true. In one yeah, driveway. This would not be that, but people who are kind of just tired of it, yeah. of it all. And they just want to have more of a simple life. Um, people who are kind of counterculture, you know, they sure. want to live differently. Um, live alternatively. Here are some of the benefits of living there. Um, there are no property taxes. There are no utility bills. Okay, this is sounding a little bit nicer now. If you like kind of a smaller, you know, uh, a smaller uh, city or you like the small town feel, in the peak, it has about 4,000 residents. Wow. This is in the winter. In the summer, it gets up to 120 degrees. Never mind. <laughs> and so those brave people number out at around 150. Jeez. But there's always a permanent establishment there of that sense. Wow. Am I piquing your interest? Do you think he might 
be interested in well see see when you said no like taxes no well like utility bills or anything that sounded great and then you said 112 degrees and um that's where i draw the line because no (laughs) swamp ass on swamp ass right swamp everything (laughs) swamp Swamp everything like swamp knuckles i mean fucking swamp everything no thank you maybe maybe you know i'll be the one that that comes for part of the year and then i will not be part of the 150 (laughs) yeah i think i'm with you i would love being there in the winter um i think that'd be pretty sweet but yeah the the summer i don't know about that it's dry at least but I don't know. It's a dry hate. It is a dry hate. At least it's not humid. No, it's just so, like literally cooking my insides. <laughs> you're just, you're always at a state <laughs> of medium well. <laughs> so if you are interested by this point, it's actually pretty easy to become a resident because all you have to do is just literally show up and just find land that has not been taken yet. How is this? I don't know how this works. This is like so confusing. I guess it's like, you know, how do how do new towns get made? How do new streets get made? Like what entity decides? I don't know. Like what what is their address? How do you get mailed? (laughs) This is a great question, right? And that's that's what I think is so fascinating about this place. And I think that's what the allure is. I guess, I guess, yeah, you don't really care about mail at that point. Think about like if you're a libertarian and that's kind of probably you, your utopia. Your whole mantra is just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm doing it and I don't really have any regulations on anything. It's kind of this self-governing um space to a degree where you're not paying taxes, you're not um <laughs> it's just not as there's really no structure to anything. It's just kind of this very primitive um, social structure of sorts. This is what it makes me think of though, is that like, um, like when, at what point does this get dangerous? Like who is, who who do you, who are you going to call? Like if there's bad things that happen, like it makes me think of, I'm sure it was a podcast. I listened to at one point where like, you know, remote Alaskan towns, cities villages like inuit villages where there's no law enforcement there's no anybody to really call and so it's kind of like if things go bad you're you're probably fucked (laughs) so that's actually in the article that i read they said that they they do get calls from the uh or they the police will go there and they do go there Okay. Um, usually in emergency situations. Right, 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 right. But for the majority, it's going to be self-governing to a degree. And it's kind of like an honor system. Um, so, I mean, I know you have not been out West. When my dad and I did our out West trip, it really just kind of showed how um, different your American experience is just solely based off geography. Yeah. And if you're living in Montana, and something happens and you need help, you might have to wait an hour 
for right. the nearest emergency personnel to, to arrive wherever you are. Um, so I think if you're going to a place like this, you just have to kind of know I'm kind of that comes with it. Yeah. That's part of it. Definitely that self-reliant aspect to it. I love the idea of it, of of it being an honor system, as long as that's, that works. (laughs) Right. And I think it's one of those things where I hear this a lot about the Appalachian trail too, where there's an honor system on the Appalachian trail and it's because you have to kind of earn it. Yeah. You can't just show up and be a dick. Like you have to walk miles and then decide you want to be a dick. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's how it is here too. Like if you want to be a jerk, you're putting in a lot of effort to be a jerk because you're driving to the middle of nowhere. You're living in a space where, um, for example, they say that the nearest water source is miles away. It's not just like right there. So you have to be cognizant of water usage. I'm sure there's a lot of sharing that takes place. So I think it just kind of naturally sets up to be a communal yeah. get up. So same thing with electricity. There's no running electricity there. So you have a couple of options. You can have your batteries if you want to do it that way. You have solar panels. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm guessing there are kind of even trades out there. Like I bet there's like the local guy that, you know, works with installing solar solar panels and i'm sure there's a guy that is a more of a car or a a person that's a carpenter or whatever it may be um but they said batteries solar panels or generators some people will run on generators out there get some gas throw it in there um so i don't know it's it sounds like a very cool situation but again you just have to know what you're getting yourself what you're signing up for yeah damn now into this uh, <clears throat> kind of lane of uh, liber- libertarianism, they also said that this is going to be shocking to you. It's so shocking <laughs> that my mic, I just dropped my microphone because I'm just <laughs> clutching my pearls. Shook. Shook. You're going to be, okay, you ready for this? No. Yes. <laughs> Drug use is common there. Okay. Are you clutching okay. your pearls as well? No. i'm kidding kidding. but i I kind of figured yeah yeah like with everything being so lax but this is this is what i thought was cool about this this is what they said in the article they said drug use is common but in like defined areas so if you're living here you kind of know like hey those three tents is kind of where this the party happens happens. yeah (laughs) yeah and so that way like if there are people that are there to have a good time sober cool if there are people who are there to to not have to have a non-sober experience cool (laughs) but like let's just kind of have defined areas for this Um, respect yeah they said that kind of the most common negative thing is theft that happens but again with kind of this honor system this is kind of funny. They said there's like a, a, a societal shunning that takes place. So like if someone were to do it, everyone kind of collectively says bleep you and they just kind of shun them from good everything else that's going on. Love that. Um, it, it's very communal and they even have spaces that are set up for events. So they have like an event center. They have a yearly dance that takes place at Slab well, City. Shit. 
because I'm sure it's there's the the demographics are across the board. I'm sure there are like retirees, there are twenty something year olds, there are families. Um, there's an internet cafe. I want you to paint a picture of what you think the internet cafe looks like, and then I'll tell well, you what it is. I don't I don't know what this is. This this town is like, it's not brick and mortar buildings. It's like right. trailers and tents and you know shanties so i would say it's probably a couple picnic tables (laughs) maybe with some umbrellas in them so the internet cafe shade the internet cafe is a tent (laughs) with a wireless router in it (laughs) nice not bad at least (laughs) what people will do is they kind of know that this is the little space where they can kind of interact with the outer world so they might go there download content and then go back to their place and then watch it that way got it so it's very creative and the thing that i appreciate about this the most i think you'll appreciate this too is so you gotta think about this you got every walk of life you have kind of this self-governance to a degree it almost sounds Mm -hmm. like you know the beginning of a civilization where you kind of have or a cult (laughs) 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 you gotta have this coming together you have this shared experience it's very vulnerable and just out there like we're all in this together kind of thing and so they also have art there art and they have two main kind of attractions and a lot of people will go to slab city just for this um, so the, the, the most popular one and the most well-known one is called Salvation Mountain. And there was this guy who moved out to Slab City, um, I think in the 80s. And he took a bajillion rocks and then he got hundreds of thousands of gallons of latex paint. And it just kept pouring it over the rocks and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And, then, and it just kept getting higher and higher and higher and higher super colorful, kind of graffitied. So I want you to imagine like really vibrant street art. And he is uh, was a man of faith. And so he kind of did this in a faithful sense. And he was kind of known for saying, love Jesus and keep it simple. So it's just kind of like, hey, this is my way of kind of um, spreading the word or yeah. kind of just getting it out there. I want to share my screen so you can kind of see what it looks like. Oh, wow. So it kind of looks like a mountain range of sorts and people can climb up to the top. Um, There's art just all throughout it. And it's again, paint. So picture like really thick rubbery paint. And it's constantly changing because people, artists will go out there and paint over it and kind of canvas it themselves. Wow. So it's really neat. It's really cool. So that's Salvation Mountain. And then on the other side of Slab City is an area called East Jesus. <laughs> East Jesus nowhere. <laughs> there you go. And this is an area of reclaimed materials, um, kind of created in a new life through recycling. So there are art installations and it could be like what we're looking at right now. There's the, the roof of a barn that's just kind of sitting at an angle. And it looks like this barn is like halfway submerged through the desert 
floor. Um, there's a giant wall with all of these signs. Um, there are what looks like almost like bicycle, bicycle wheels. wheels. Yeah. yeah, and they've been turned into um, like a weather vane. There's arches made out of metal, mannequin legs sticking out of the ground, just really unique old cars that are just sitting out there and it goes on and on. And so I'm sure this is kind of a um, user-generated space as well. So people will come out here and decorate it. But it's very much a hippie, yeah, man, you know, counterculture area. So interesting. What are your thoughts so far? It's just like what I would have imagined. I... <clears throat> I was a. Uh, I was gonna make a reference. I'm. I'm sure nobody will know, but this game that I played it literally makes me think exactly of this. It's a community like this in a game that I've played called um, Life is Strange, um, <clears throat> and it's just this group of people who decided to live out in the desert. And there's like art things all over the place, and it reminds me exactly of that section of the game. It's I cool. Wonder- I mean. Anybody can add to it, you know, it's just like a, just everybody goes and brings their garbage from the dump and makes something pretty out of it. Yeah. Pretty cool. I love the idea of the city. I don't know if I could actually live there full time. No. <laughs> at this point in life. Maybe when, yeah. I, maybe when, you know, we're 60 and um, we're just ready to be very stationary and just want as um as, like we want life to be as simple as possible but i just love that this is a thing because it it's uh very wholesome in my opinion <laughs> because it's just like hey man let's just go out here we're not bothering anyone we're not um impinging upon really any land that is uh you know someone else's yeah yeah it's, it's not needed we're not really hurting anyone. We're helping each other, in fact. And we got some cool art here. We're self-reliant. We're not really hurting the land. We're just living off the land. And I think it's nice that there's an option like that for people who want to live that kind of lifestyle. And how long has this community been a thing? I don't know how long the last thing they kind of talked about was, you know, the chemical factory that was nearby and there were people that were commuting and kind of established it. Um, It was after the fifties, but I don't really know when it really started to pick up to the point where it is now. And there's a couple thousand people living there. Um, I can look into it, but um, I'd say probably three or four decades. Damn. So, I've never heard of this. This says, this is off of Wikipedia. Um, in 1988, there were no more than 600 to 700 RVs. And then, oh, wow. So in, 19, in the early 80s, there were around 600 to 700 RVs. And mm-hmm. then in the late 80s, in 1988, it skyrocketed up to 2000. Jeez. So quite a bit since the 80s. I wonder how many, if there are like more communities like this around that we've just never heard of. There has to be, right? There has to be. 
I mean, most of them might have a cult leader, but <laughs> I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. It's just, it's kind of, it's perfect. It's exactly how it normally happens. <laughs> but as with any American story, the last little nugget I have here. Yeah, nugget. Not much more has come from this, to my knowledge. This article was updated in uh, November of 21. Uh, but it, as of 2015, the state of California wanted to start buying up the land, no. start selling it for private use. Uh-oh. So I don't know if that's for you know development. Um, I, I don't know why it'd be development all the way out there or maybe corporations or whatnot, but they wanted to start buying it up and going at it and using it for other stuff. Um, they don't really, I mean, the, the residents of Slab City don't really have much to stand on because they don't right. really have any representation of any yeah. sort because it's not really an incorporated area. Um, so they don't really have much leverage, um, but I don't think really much has come of that situation since 2015. I think it, they were just kind of snowballing or spitballing that idea. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think even just symbolically, like it's like, dang it, there's kind of this cool area that's not bothering anyone. And then capitalism. Mm-hmm. Again. It's kind of it's kind of fitting though. Yeah. The man, the man's coming down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. But that's Slap City. So that should, Slap if that wets your appetite, there's only a million videos on YouTube, um, <laughs> a million Google articles on it. Um, so definitely check it out. But I just think it's fascinating. There are so many people that will go to the town, hang out, interview people. And the people are so easygoing. And it's so interesting because you'll watch one video after another and the, the, um, person they're talking to looks totally different from the previous person and it just goes to show that those people living out there are just living life and loving people yeah i mean what more could you want but a group of people who has the same goal or the same wish for their life all hanging out together Mm -hmm. and not being under the man (laughs) Until a cult leader rises up. <laughs> ah! Or capitalism. Or capitalism comes in <laughs> and ruins everything. <laughs> oh, I gotta love it. Do you have anything else <clears throat> to add to that at all? I would say maybe if Slab City was located like in a temperate climate where there wasn't, you know, 112 degree heat, I would be all for it, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's nice to have a community. It's also nice to have air conditioning. 